Call us at 303-726-3628 or schedule online at prdents.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Pac-Man and the Rev show. And uh, we got a show for you today that, uh, well, it just should blow your socks off because we're coming to you not only live from the KHNC bunker deep below Johnstown, Johnstown, Colorado, but uh, we got uh, Pac-Man on with us and... Pack is down in Texas, so we're doing a remote, uh, partially remote from Texas. How you doing, Pack? Oh, not too bad. Uh, enjoying very nice yet windy weather. It's uh, windy in Texas, let me tell you. Yeah, when did, when's this wind going to quit? We didn't have time to I get... I don't know. It's, uh, you know, I, I don't know how it's been going in Colorado the last few days, but it was... Uh, blowing non-stop for almost a week before I came down here and just more of it here. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. In fact, uh, you know, of course, day late and dollar short, uh, um, I never did get my my wind pumpkins. Uh, they're kind of weird-looking little wind machines put up. But, uh, um, man, man, how many kilowatts of energy are we wasting? I mean, that's unbelievable and i'm not a big wind energy guy because it's not dependable but i'll tell you lately it would have been dependable unbelievable well dependable or not it is what it is so there you go so what what's news from the uh the lone star state huh did i get that right the lone star state yeah that is uh that is correct um well, I haven't been down here very long, so I haven't really been uh, intermingling a lot socially with people. But uh, you know, they uh, they uh, are very prideful and doing the best they can to keep uh, keep demons like Beto work and and others from getting control and turning Texas into a blue state, which it hasn't been since the '70s. So you know, that's going to be a huge key. Uh, key fight coming up in these elections because as long as we're on the electoral base, which we need to be to keep states from California from running our nation, uh, if we lose those 38 votes that that come out of uh, Texas, we're never going to win the White House again. Right. Yeah. Now, now in Texas, is it winner take all on the electoral votes? Yeah. Yes, it is. So, you know, it's same as it is in Colorado, you know, uh, 51% or 50.5% majority will will take all the electorals for the state. Um, they don't have any special districting like Nebraska does. So, Okay. Which we all know that that was the, uh, that was one of the, the underlying reasons for the lack of border control and concern over the last four years 
was to pile as many potential voters into the red states along the southern borders so that they could eventually, if they had enough control of Congress, to pass amnesty laws and voter rights for non-citizens. That would, uh, man, that would just fly in the face of everything we we know and believe and stand for. I mean, um, if if you're not a citizen... Um, you know, you can join the military of the United States and not be a U.S. citizen. Um, they have, they'll do a little background check on you, but uh, but voting has always been something that was was reserved for people who are citizens. And uh, yeah, and and I I believe the whole uh, non-citizens that that carry out military duty should be granted citizenship. There you like, go. I've always been behind that. But the idea that we have states like New York, or not the state of New York, but the city of New York, that has passed laws to allow non-citizens to vote in their local elections is absurd. It's a, it's a basic violation of everything from the U.S. Constitution to, I'm sure, 90% of the state constitutions. Yeah, and, and it's like, really, um, you, the city of New York needs to do that. I mean, what what is already the demographics demographics for for New York City in terms of conservative liberal? I don't think you even need to go there. So yeah, why do you well, need? Well, and to- it's interesting. We know that uh, you know it's all those cities in those liberal states like California and New York that claimed they were sanctuary states or sanctuary cities and states and were not going to deport any illegal aliens or any illegal citizens. But then when President Trump said, okay, well, if you want them, we'll send them to you. And within 24 hours of making that announcement, the state of New York and the state of California both sued the Trump administration to keep him from sending immigrants to their states. So it it is my understanding that uh, Greg Abbott's bus company is still up and running. Is... Yeah, in fact, uh, there has been a new coalition formed by all of the governors They have said basically to heck with the federal government because they've made it clear they aren't going to tackle the problem. And the governors of all the southern border states have unanimously decided to create a special border task force because illegal border crossings reached a record high again in March. So most of the states... Are and it's a coalition that's backed by all 26 uh, conservative governors are forming their own state-run task force to patrol and manage the immigration crisis because the federal government has refused to do so. So is there a way to uh, to pass the bill on for that? I'm sure there isn't, but, um, you know, when the state has to do a job that belongs to the federal government, the state should be compensated for that. And that, uh, yeah. 
Well, and, and the reason that the the reason that the federal government chose not to do anything regarding this matter was because they... When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial locations. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. How would you like some free advertising? Free! 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 free, free. Call 970-587-5003. We will put your small business or local company on the half-empty cup of joe for the small business section of the show. Call 970-587-5003 and we'll get your business some free advertising today. Hello, this is Daniel from a and Design. We stopped by today to let you know that we have kitchen and bathroom cabinets. These are soft-closed, full-overlay cabinets with full extension rails made of plywood. You can contact us at 303-968-6678, and Cyrus has our website. You can find more information on our website at andcabinetdesign.com. That's andcabinetdesign.com. And again, just call me, 303-968-6678. All right, folks, we're back. This is the Pac-Man and the Reb Show. We're coming to you live. We will be on until 2 o'clock every Saturday from 1 until 2. And uh, our special guest, who's normally on the show and is on the show, our special guest live from what city in? Uh, I'm in Joshua uh, at the moment, which is a small kind of little suburb city outside of Fort Worth, uh, about 20 minutes from Fort Worth, small little, uh, I wouldn't say rural town, I mean there's 9,000 people, or a little bit less than 9,000 people here, but uh, it's kind of, kind of on one side of it is all country, and on the other side of it is all city, so, you know, it's kind of a mix of both worlds here, but uh, yeah, so... You know, we were talking about that, and they, uh, the, uh, with the border crisis and the states deciding to do, take matters into their own hands, and it was based off the 2015 initiative that Arizona took about, uh, you remember that really hot bill that they had, that SB uh, 115 or something like that, that was in regards to checking immigration status of people? Right. And uh, it saw a significant decrease in border crossings and uh, illegal immigration in the state of Arizona. So the southern states have jointly decided to model a program off of uh, Arizona's example and are creating a task force 
specifically designed and state-funded to manage a border that the federal government has decided uh, isn't worth their trouble. Right. Well, you know, I I don't know what the answer the I do know what the answer is, folks, and so do you. The answer is be careful what you vote for because that's what you get. And uh, in this case, we had a bunch of people who who were, you know, quite frankly, they were offended by the president's tweeting. Yeah, get this, his tweets um, to the point that they, uh, it, and I can't say even Biden was uh, legitimately elected. I'll just say that he was elected. And so um, what do you think? What's going on? Is uh, is Musk getting his uh, Twitter house in order? Well, and, and, you know, I don't really know. Musk is an interesting guy. Um, he does, uh, he does uh, support the theory of transhumanization, which is basically the, the technologifying the entire world. And, and so, like, sometimes he's behind initiatives that seem very, very weird. And then sometimes he's, uh, he's right on par with what Americans should expect for freedom. And, you know, people are very standoffish because he is the richest guy in the world. And we know that, uh, we know that the left has prided themselves on this whole, we have to tax the rich and the rich are the evil and, and this and that. So, you know, it's been, he's been a very easy target for the left, but people don't seem to remember that when Jeff Bezos, walked in and bought out the Washington Post, the left was praising that as an innovation in an innovative step towards the sharing of information. Yeah. And, and so on one hand, the Democrats are very pleased with billionaires buying up media outlets and social media platforms, so long as it's the billionaires that they agree with. Yeah, you know, they... It's. Uh, I think what's really interesting about the the Musk thing, uh, and I don't know if you knew he uh, <clears throat> he sent out a tweet the other day asking AOC to stop hitting on him uh, because he said he was really shy, and uh, it was a reference to uh, that uh, AOC complaining about him buying the the. The platform really was just a way of her indicating she wanted to date him, and uh, so he jumped all over that. And uh, can you imagine AOC? Well, I mean, you you've seen AOC in action in Congress. She she literally she literally took the position that uh, that all of the congressmen in the GOP are aggressive with her because they all want to be with her. Yeah, yeah, well... You know, I mean, that's that's the type of leadership that is coming out of the left, and even worse, the quote-unquote progressive movements. Like, that's, that's progress in this country, I guess. Well, and, you know, if you listen to her talk, she sounds a little funny in the way she pronounces things, 
And that's because unlike, see, when I speak, I have to exhale to speak. But when AOC opens her mouth, the vacuum sucks air in the other way. So her voice sounds <laughs> different. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm just, uh, this collective um, exasperation that the left is having because Musk is buying a uh, platform that, uh, guess what? Basically what Musk says, I'm not going to control who gets to to post on on uh, the platform. He said, and I'm also not going to control who doesn't post on the platform. Yeah. See, and that's that's the huge difference because we can ban an ex-president from posting, but then is there actually any freedom of speech? And and of course, yeah, because it's it's not about uh, <clears throat> it's not about people not saying what they want to say. It's about preventing people from saying what they want to say. You know, you that's the thing about the freedom of speech. You don't have to exercise it. You don't have to run around and say anything to anyone if you don't want to. But nobody should be able to take away your opportunity to do so should you choose to. Right. Yes, definitely. Anyway, I so... I think I think we just about worn that one out, but uh, he is still the world's richest man, even after he pays the ungodly price he's going to pay for Twitter. But if he does that right, that will simply increase his wealth. Um, yeah, because yeah. and you know, and and as far as the stock market went, yeah, there was the stock market's taken a tumble over the last couple uh, over the last two weeks. Uh, particularly in the technology sector. Um, so, you know, Tesla is one of those companies that did take a hit. But part of Tesla's hit is every time a company buys out another company, usually the company buying them out, their stock decreases and the company getting bought skyrockets. Right. Well, the shareholders of Twitter realized this and decided, hey, you know what? Like as usual... Money wins out over politics, and they accepted the deal. Well, and so. come on. Seriously? And, and you know, the left will say, well, they should just stand tall and, and not take the money. Um, well, who was it that sold Twitter? Who actually owned Twitter? Was there any one individual? Um, no, it, it was a joint publicly traded and... and uh, you know, Elon Musk became the largest shareholder with only 14%. Right. So, I mean, there were several thousand people invested in Twitter. And, of course, you know, if you're if you're holding true to shareholder investing, if you even so much as own one share of stock, you are allowed a voice in shareholder representation. You don't represent the majority, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, and that was why Elon Musk turned down taking a seat on the board of directors because the board of directors were limited to how much stock they could own. Right. Well, uh, so. so 
is it the economy kind of switching gears here? Let's talk about, uh, like, guess what? You know, Jeff Bezos is now the number three richest man on the planet, not number two anymore, uh, because he lost $20 billion Friday uh, after Amazon took a huge hit. Um, yeah. Was and there... see, that's, that's something that I think people are under a miss. Uh misnomer when they see numbers about how rich or how wealthy people are is that you know that's that's a paper statistic because Elon Musk doesn't have 300 billion dollars in a bank somewhere right you know uh Mark Zuckerberg the owner of the majority share stock of what was Facebook and now is called Meta whatever um you know, the guy's got an on-paper net worth of over $70 billion, but his actual liquid cash assets is less than $200 million. And, yeah, $200 million is still a lot of money, but, you know, you got you got to appreciate where some of these nine-zero figures are actually coming from. Right. Uh, and, and that, and that the, uh, the only way somebody who is supposedly worth three hundred billion gets three hundred billion is people around the world have to buy everything that he owns for three hundred billion. Right, right. Yeah, his so. your net worth. Um, okay, you know the average person, if you've owned a house, say for five years the value of your house has almost doubled. But it's only actually got value when you sell it. You can borrow against it, but you still have to pay the borrowed money back. So, the, you know... Yeah, that's not your money. Right, right. <coughs> You're still playing with the bank's money no matter what. Um, yeah. So, but, hey, you know, it, I... I sent him a personal letter the other day, uh, Bezos, that is, and said, you know, I've got some really great ideas on how to spend your money, um, and uh, but I haven't heard anything. And I just, yeah, yeah. I just got a feeling he didn't even see my email. It probably couldn't get through the filters on his. Uh, so, so is Bezos primarily, uh, is that Amazon money? Um, yeah, or the I mean, value he, of Amazon. You know, he's no longer in charge of Amazon. Right. As far as the CEO of Amazon, that doesn't mean that he isn't sitting on a board of directors or whatnot. But he is by far the majority shareholder in Amazon. So, is that like uh, is is Bill Gates still a majority owner? in Microsoft, or did he have to Absolutely, 100%. Okay. So he did not have to divest himself on that when he no longer was the COO or the CEO. Yeah, no, not at all. They just basically are handing the internal internal operations of the company away, and that usually comes under pressure of having a majority shareholder as the person who is actually running the company. Think about that. Think about that. When we come back, Dave, we'll have to hit on the four or five uh, people that are are the wealthiest people in the world. And uh, 
just uh, do well, a little... I want to I, I talk about, because I read some pretty interesting stuff about about the inflation. And I know, you know, we did a show not too long ago that we were talking about inflation, and you were talking about how specific categories aren't actually included in the Correct. national inflation numbers. All right. Well, we'll, we'll <coughs> hit on that in the... Fuel and food being those two primary things. Right. That's, uh... <laughs> and, you know, so I was reading about it, and, of course, they're still sitting on the claim that inflation is hovering right around 8.5%, which we know on the running average of what every day-to-day cost is actually costing America, that is ridiculous. Right. And, uh, you know, so I was reading some statistics on things, and, you know, conveniently these are not categories that are included in the national inflation uh, statistics, but food, for example, like beef products, (laughs) have had a 31% increase in cost. Pork products, 25% increase. Uh, Poultry is somewhere around 30%. And now these three items are expected to jump another 60% by the end of 2022. Uh, Fuel is currently sitting at 71%. Okay, so... You know, and... And so those are the numbers that when people say, oh, our inflation isn't too out of control, it's only 8%. No, it's only 8% on your base commodities, like your metals and wood and things like that. that Most people don't. Most people aren't buying on a consistent basis for to manage their day-to-day. All right, we'll be right back. Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and Internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com. Wagner Electric has the generator to meet your needs. Call now for a free estimate, 970-800-3693. We have everything from standalone generators to portable generators in stock. There is also financing available. We also have an outstanding service department that will offer anything from wiring a pole barn to wiring in new smart switches to create a smart home, as well as electrical inspections. Please call us at 970-800-3693 or visit us at our website at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley. Wagner Electric sets the standards. Hi, this is Dana from Saddle Up, Western Saddle and Tack Shop in Gilcrest, Colorado, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. We are your one-stop equine shop. We offer saddle fittings on-site and off-site. Our motto, fit the horse, fit the rider, fit the budget. You can call us at 303-772-7821. Visit us on the web at saddleupcolorado.net. 
We here at KHNC are looking for new conspiracy theories because all the old ones have become fact. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Alright, folks, we're riding the storm out here. This is uh, just another day, and we got uh, we got the the Revs prodigy, Pac-Man, down in Texas. And uh, okay, you were really going down a great area, and I wanna I wanna come back to that. You uh, you gave us two of the three categories that are not included in the uh, comp. comp- computing, excuse me, computing of the inflation rate, uh, food and fuel, and there was another one. Was that medical or I can't remember? Yeah, I think medical was the one that we had discussed in the prior show. Yeah, now if you figure, okay, if you take food and fuel, and uh, we we know that uh, at nearly $4 a gallon, Fuel is up um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 240%. And uh, we're starting to see uh, groceries at, at an unbelievable escalation rate that probably has them right now at about 60% over a year ago. Yeah, over the course of all major categories. And, you know, and fuel plays a huge factor in that because the tractors that are that are harvesting the crops and running the farms, they run on fuel. Right. And the trucks that drive those fuel, drive those commodities to the stores for you, run on fuel. And the evidence of the impact is seen even greater between rural community versus urban community. Rural community is almost 10% higher in commodity costs than urban communities. And that's directly related to what remnants of a shipping industry we still have left because obviously big cities are usually closer to processing centers and such, so the cost to get that product the shelf is significantly cheaper than to get it to the shelf in a little town of 80 people out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So rural communities are being slammed by the cost of inflation at an even higher rate than people living in urban centers. Right. And, you know, just because because somebody lives in, uh, let's say, a We'll just take a, a McCook, Nebraska, okay? Just because somebody lives in McCook, and you would consider that a, a rural setting, doesn't mean they're engaged in the agriculture business. It means yeah. that they're, um, because you, you really, you can almost run the entire ag industry on 3% of the population. When you, when you figure... How many peoples it take to run the tractor? How many people to work at the canneries and and the grain? Well, and, and you know, the advent of technology has moved us to mega farm production, which is almost a hundred percent automated. 
Yeah, and, and so you're you're talking about where a family of fifteen in the 1800s couldn't do even a fraction of the work that one person can do pushing buttons and running machines. Right. Yeah, and you know the now the only thing I've heard, uh, you know. Traditionally, these tractors that have been produced in the last 10 years are programmable. And uh, uh, you can actually buy um, a satellite photo of your property, uh, and they digitize that, and they can download that directly to your tractor. And your tractor is capable of plowing the entire acreage by itself. Yeah, and a combine, you know, a giant... 40-foot combine can stay on a, pre, a predetermined track that only varies by less than half an inch. Yeah, think about that. That's, uh, um, and, and so, they... so, if, so if we have all these cost-efficient ways of mass-producing food, what is it that is driving the inflation? And, you know, this, this whole war in the Ukraine has become a very, very convenient excuse for the left. And they, uh, Biden actually came out and did a conference where he said food shortages are expected because of the conflict in the Ukraine. But, so I went ahead and did some research on that. Uh, prior to this conflict, the U.S., and while this may seem like a bunch of money to me and you and every other average citizen in this country, as far as nation-to-nation business goes, it's minuscule. The U.S. was only importing $1.3 billion worth of goods from the Ukraine in an annual basis. Out of that $1.3 billion, only 12% of that was agricultural products. Right. So we're talking... Uh, somewhere around the neighborhood of about $120 million of farm products and agricultural products coming from the Ukraine to the entire U.S. Now, mind you, two Walmarts probably have close to $100 million worth of agricultural products on their shelves. So it definitely has nothing to do with products no longer coming out of the Ukraine. And... As far as money that we are sending to Ukraine and food and resources, you have to take into a couple factors. One, we're not the only nation doing that. So there are several nations sending supplies to the Ukraine. So we're not the only ones bearing that burden. And if you watch news media outlets, and I don't think they even really kind of realized they were exposing it, but when they were talking about all these refugees that were moving, that were having to be moved, they said in these interviews, we don't need food and water. We have plenty of that. We need supplies like hygiene, medical supplies, clothing and material. You know, so we are not sending significant amount of food and agricultural products to Ukraine. So how is this war supposed to result in a food shortage? Yeah, and the only, uh, well, the reality is the 
bulk of food that was produced in the Ukraine was consumed on the European continent. Yeah. It, it just simply loaded onto freight cars or onto trucks and moved further west. That's that's almost exclusively what happened with their food. You don't see a lot of Ukrainian breads in the grocery store. Um, they all come from mills and markets here in the U.S. So, okay, so food, looking at a 60% increase, and I think that's um, that's what it's up over one year ago. What? Yeah, and, and, you know, and also that's another projected growth over the next year. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here right now while I'm talking to you, looking at a list, and I know, you know, Facebook has done their best to run this through their, uh, their, their quote-unquote unbiased independent, independent fact-checkers, which All really... Right. We're going to break. Reasons to own gold. Reason number 725. The government goes out of its way to make you believe Social Security has an account with your name on it with money just for you. But the Supreme Court ruled that payments due under Social Security are not property rights and are not protected. Social Security is merely a tax and the government is under no obligations to pay you anything. Call the Patriot Trading Group 800-951-0592 or visit allamericangold.com. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Do you have another brick through your window? Or still unlucky from that broken mirror in your house? If so, you should call Brett King at Glass Doctor at 970-616-3100. Come see them for your home, auto, or business glass needs. Again, that's 970-616-3100. And don't forget to ask Brett about their G12 program for their one-year warranty. And if you mention the KHNC sent you, they'll give you a free bottle of glass cleaner. Alright, folks. We got two short segments left. And uh, this is the Pac Man and the Rev Show. We're coming to you live from the heart of Johnstown, Colorado, and from just outside of uh, Fort Worth. And uh, how far outside did you say? About, about 30 miles? Yeah, it's about 20 minutes if you don't got traffic, but I know you've been to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and if you decide to get on the road at the wrong time, 20 miles becomes a uh, five-hour trip. But, uh, uh, yeah, just down in the Lone Star State, uh, 
enjoying the weather minus the wind, but, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I do, I do want to, you know, the break kind of cut me off here. I do want to finish out what I was saying about the food shortage stuff. And now I'm looking at a list here, and this list is compiled of 20 major food processing plants that have had mysterious circumstances that have shut down their operations. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's some backstory to this that I'm going to get into in just a second. But so this this list has been going around social media, and Facebook has been doing their best to claim that, according to independent fact checkers, there is no there is no connection between what's happened at these places and any any evidence of deliberation. But here's the thing. This uh, 18 of these on this list have all happened since July of last year and running all the way up until two weeks ago when this list was compiled. So we're talking about 18 major food processing plants and other than one which suffered a boiler explosion, they have all mysteriously had fires break out. Uh, you know, the reason that arson is always a favorite thing when it comes to destroying property is because very little evidence can survive a fire. Right. And it's, it's very difficult to tell how they started, who started them, if they were intentional, all of that good stuff. Right. But the point being is Facebook's argument, the fact checker's argument, they claim that a person who talks about, who works with the NFPA or something like that, this, this National Fire Protection Agency, has said the number of fires that are happening in these plants is not outside of industry norm. There are over 50,000 plants that process foods in the United States, so 20 fires is not actually outside the norm for that volume of an industry. But here's what they don't tell you, is that 75% of all of our food products are processed through five large major processing plants. So it doesn't matter if there's 50,000 of them out there. I can can food in my basement and consider myself a processing plant. Correct. But the actual work that I do has minimal impact on the supply chain. However, these major ones that have huge impacts on the supply chain were also plants that were originally forced to be shut down during the pandemic. The meatpacking plants in South Dakota and uh, places like that that they forced to shut down during the pandemic, which obviously affected stuff being put on the shelves, are now, now that they no longer have a pandemic that they can force these shutdowns with, now the states have said, enough with the federal government crap over this pandemic. We're not letting you shut business down anymore. Now these places are mysteriously just burning to the ground. Right. So so at one time, uh, and I don't know what degree the FDA was involved in the closing of these plants during the pandemic, but I just have a feeling that what we've got a little is pushback among these people that own these companies saying, hey, let's get back to work, and all of a sudden, 
they're still shut down now, but they're shut down for a different reason. Yeah. And, you know, so while the while a spokesperson for the National Fire Protection Agency claims the number of fires that are happening in this processing plant are not outside the norm for the industry size, which I don't believe for a second anyway, because at what point in history, even before all of this, did you ever hear of... 20 food processing plants being destroyed by fires in a six-month period of time. Right. No, it didn't happen. Whether, whether, that, whether that fits within statistics of an industry norm or not, when have you ever heard of it? You haven't. And the, uh, the fact that these daisy-chained together in such a small amount of time, the telling figure, what would be really interesting is to see what these uh, 18 or 20 plants collectively, what percentage of what they produce are they in charge of? Um, you know, well, and, and these are, I mean, these are big companies. We're talking about Azure Standard, uh, Taylor Farms, Gem State Processing, East Conway Beef and Pork, uh, Walm Two. Let me see here. Two Walmart fulfillment centers, uh, the Hot Pockets plant, which, I mean, Hot Pockets are Hot Pockets. But, oh, no, you're uh, kidding. You know, I mean, Wisconsin River Meats, uh, Harper's Market poultry plant, uh, a potato plant was burnt down. I mean, these are these are large food category uh, processing and distribution centers. I mean, these are not... These are not just some little specialty organic processing center that burned down in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Right. These are major industry processing plants. Yeah, so so we're not talking about a sardine factory on the Gulf. We're talking about a company, especially like potato manufacturing. It'd be interesting because some of these companies that do this very specialized processing these are expensive expensive plants when you're talking about somebody that does freeze drying on a for a global scale of production that's that's a hugely expensive plant you touch base on it too uh the last time we were on air together talking about a massive like what was it like 50 billion dollar a grain order that China had placed with America, right? And how how suddenly, all of a sudden, despite the president acknowledging that there are um, upcoming food shortages, the nation is still prioritizing sending its agricultural production in the limited base that it's in. Yeah. All right, nations. folks, hold on. We'll be right. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. With costs of everything skyrocketing, including the cost of homes, cars, and education, making the need for more life insurance a necessity, 
Whether you're looking to purchase for the first time or you simply need to add to what you already have, I can help you. I'm Joey Jaquint with Northwestern Mutual, and we offer the best insurance plans in the country. U.S. News and World Reports just ranked us the best insurance company in the United States in 2022. From low-cost term insurance for those just starting out that started on $25 per month to our popular blended insurance that will actually pay you money at the end of the policy. You heard me right, an insurance policy that will actually pay you out if you don't use it. Why us? Because Northwestern Mutual is the best. We have plans where if you are just starting out, you can go with one of our low-cost term plans, and as you grow financially, we can switch you into a blended plan five or ten years down the road as well to increase amounts and keep up with inflation. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. Hey, folks, the Rev here. Most of you know I teach a hardcore urban survival class at Warriors Revolution. Classes are every other Thursday and Saturday. Classes are $25 a session, and there's five total sessions. Contact the radio station at 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. Or you can call the Rev directly. We'll get you scheduled and get you in class. All right, folks, we're heading into our last segment, and uh, you might have heard that last that last uh, advertisement on there. That was uh, the uh, survival wisdom and training class that I put on, and I, I want to throw out my personal phone number two times, so write this down, 303-809-3343. Again, that's 303-809-3343. What we're reading about here and what we're understanding and what David and I, Pac-Man and I are reporting is these crises going on worldwide are going to affect you. The, the yeah. chickens, well, are, and, you know, I they're mean, coming home to roost. When you're talking about things like fulfilling other nations' food demands and needs over our own while you're predicting a food shortage within your own country, when you're doing things like you're using your green initiatives to restrict the distribution of fertilizer. Like, how much more evidence do you need of a deliberate attack on an industry? Yeah. Manip- and how much more evidence do you need that you need to be prepared for what is coming? Yeah, and the question is, are you? And, uh, you know, when I took a good hard look at this about a year ago and I – and I said, you know, it's time to roll this back out because, uh, you know, I did a personal inventory of, of, uh, of several people's um, survival stashes, if you will. And, uh, you know, it only took about 20 minutes to realize that even people that thought they were prepared were not prepared. And that that's what's scary is uh, we're – we're, we're facing this double-edged sword. They're selling our agriculture offshore, and at the same time, they're restricting what it takes to grow it onshore. Think about that. Your, your fertilizer and, and green initiatives that are not designed to help anything. They're design, designed to hinder uh, all of these things are going to yeah, mean. Yeah, they're, they're designed to put a chokehold on industry. That's it. That's it. And that chokehold is uh, when you go to 
when you go to the pantry and you and you go to grab a box of potato flakes and it's empty no there's enough left you know we we hope that uh, like elijah uh, when the when the widow that was feeding him went to the jar and went to the uh, the flour jar and the oil there there was always something there as long as she was yeah. taking care of him well now and don't be confused the government is not trying to starve you out. That does them no good. What the government is trying to do is make it so that your ability to get through your day-to-day operations are so difficult that you cannot rise above that. That you become totally dependent upon them. Yeah, that's, that the system holds you where they want you to be. That's right. You're hostage. Because you're no good to them dead. They need you out there making them tax money and producing and doing that type of stuff. But they don't need you building your wallets and your statehood up to where you don't need them. Right. If you, All you got to do is look at, at some of the things that Mr. Schwab, Klaus Schwab, has said over the years. With In the future, you'll own nothing and love it. You'll have your 200-square-foot apartment. You know, folks, if, if, this, if this future sounds really wonderful to you, don't do anything. But if it doesn't quite yeah. sound great, maybe you want to get a little more education here. Maybe you want to get a little more training. Uh, I got to tell get you, Pat. Yeah, and get, get involved, involved with you with can, what's happening and with the people around you who may not be able to be as involved or understanding what's happening. That's right. You know, you need to. You can this call, is an attack on everybody. All right. Even you, the people that aren't concerned about it may just not realize that they're going to be a victim of it, too. Hey, Pac, we're at the end of another show, buddy, and I have just absolutely loved it. Being on with you has been a pleasure. Folks, we'll hear you next week. Hey, listeners, this is Anita, your Medicare specialist. Annual enrollment has come to an end for this year, but don't fret. You still have an opportunity starting January 1st or March 31st to make a change in your plan. Call me for details at 970-515-6882. Also, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you're concerned about your co-pays, I have some affordable solutions for you. Call me, 970-515-6882, to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation appointment. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Green.